coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School, brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I mean, are you serious? I, I <laughs> can't do we it. We need to find his name. Oh, my goodness. Need to find it. Did his name come up on no, the No, it did. It's just a man on the street thing. Oh, I got to find it. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Old School oh on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. My people out there. Get a hold of us. Hannah Lincoln Hotline. Sorry, Heyman Text Line 402 464 5685. Sorry, Heyman Jewelers Live Video Stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I'm going to go radio silent for a bit while I work on something. <laughs> Jay. Maybe I don't know, man. I don't know know what the deal is. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what people what, how people get this upset about some balloons, but you know, I don't know much. Oh, do say a fire trip because he's not doing balloons anymore. Don't ruin this. Hold on. I I don't even. You mad at breakfast? You mad at balloons? Somebody, he got some bad <laughs> coffee. Somebody peed in his coffee. You mad at balloons, bro? You just mad about anything. Like, do you, I mean, does does a tear come to his eye when he's watching the balloons go up? <laughs> like, it, like it's a special moment, like he's watching a sunrise or like a sunset. You know what I'm saying? This is the most beautiful it. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Let me I see that again. Yeah, Trev- <laughs> he's gonna play oh. it. I just. I think maybe uh, Trev Alvarez should uh, be fired. Well, you know, I mean, this is a thing that's been going on forever, and you know, you come in here and I mean, Trev Alvarez should be the one that kind of knows this is a, an important game day tradition, and I'm not understanding why he would do this. Oh, so I, I, so, so he's saying that Trev Alvarez took all the helium. And is hiding it in his back pocket. Trev Alberts is hoarding helium. He went to Russia and 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 sabotaged the plant that helps create and generate. And then he also made the rules in which the engagement for said plants <laughs> that produce helium around the around yeah. the world. You're Damn hiding, you Trev. You're hiding all the he- helium. How dare you, helium hoarder? <laughs> Trev helium hoarder Alberts. Do you really want him as your athletic director? He should know the tradition. Yes, he knows the tradition, but he also knows there's a shortage of helium. Did you not read the statement? Are we going to run a smear campaign? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's hoarding the yeah, helium? No. So now, Negatives. So, so Negatives. He, he, he hoards helium. I'm going to ask the, the fine people of, of Nebraska, specifically Lincoln, to actually just ask why there's a helium shortage Ooh. and then have some understanding for why they want to do it. But um, No, Trev Albert should be fired. He knows what he's doing. He's oh, cutting the tradition blame, off at its knees. Blame Trev for the helium. <laughs> I think Trev Albert should be um, fired. He should be fired. For- yeah. 
I'm sure he's the one that's with the baby formula too. I'm sure he has. He's hoarding baby formula too. Right? He, he doesn't want how any. How many? How many storage containers do right. you have? He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't want any little kids at the games or anything right. like we that. Right. We understand yeah. the pods that you have. Will mm. you open them and let yeah. us look? Yeah. That's nah, just All a bunch it. of Husker memorabilia. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Why is that pod floating? Is it filled with helium? Uh, yes, you can bring your own. What Trev's statement was, he didn't say it wasn't allowed. He just said that they would not be be, be providing right, it. Right. And they almost didn't do it last year, I think. Yeah, it just... Or maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think well, we, yeah, 2016, I think. 2014, yeah. maybe. Some dude like sued Nebraska for littering or whatever. Then they changed the composition of the balloons to make them more biodegradable. Right. They're still not great, but they biodegrade faster. Just a sea of red balloons... Just falling in your falling yard. Falling in Iowa's <laughs> yards. <laughs> well, there have been people in, like, New York that have, like, well, apparently, this is what they say, New York that have, like, picked up, like, red balloons with Nebraska ends on them. They're like, this is how far they floated after game day or whatever. I was like, okay, cool. What, so, Texter, uh, Phil the Bird says this, and I say, I completely understand why the balloon release should be hit, uh, halted because of the helium shortage is being so dismissive towards any of the Nebraska traditions necessary. We didn't. We absolutely didn't. What other tradition did we talk about? I don't know. I think okay. I was the only one. Okay. Except for Joe's joke. No. Uh, that, I understand. No. I mean, look, I mean, all no, jokes what aside, tra- I understand what, what traditions, part of, is what part traditions of the, have we talked about? I mean, it is part of the the game day experience. It's a part of Nebraska tradition because that's just what, you know, obviously we've been doing it since the 60s, but in, just in reality – you know, the most important thing is for the team to get back to winning ways. You know what I'm saying? And I and look, and, you know, Trev's the athletic director and, and the coaches are the coaches, the players are the players. But, you know, what I'm saying is the main focus of everybody associated with the football team in any form or fashion, everybody should be doing whatever they can indirectly or directly to push towards having the best game in, in Ireland against Northwestern. So now that's, I mean, that's to be honest, I got, I mean, that's, that's, that should be the main focus. Now are some of these things sucky because of, you know, however the shortage got there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, let's not, let's recognize it and understand it could come back next year or in two years when there isn't a shortage. So it's not like something that he wants to X out, for forever in Nebraska history, it's like at this point in time, there's a helium shortage, which most likely means that you're going to probably pay close to double to do what you normally do. So it doesn't make sense, right? And if there and, and there's no guarantee, you probably will get the same amount of balloons X, Y, and Z. So if you bring your own, bring your own. I mean, it's it's not no, it's not like he's outlawing it or something. It's just something that has to go away for right now. Do you imagine somebody brings a balloon in and they get tackled by security? Yeah, no balloons in here. I mean, we're not joking. We're trying to tongue-in-cheek a joke of it and i understand it's really important a lot of people all jokes aside um it's not definitely not a fireable offense um but I, like i'm saying I, if somebody came up to me and talked to me about it i would recognize it and understand their angst or whatever of not it not being around this year but i would always ask them you know would you rather have nine ten wins or eight nine ten wins or be able to release balloons and be three and nine now they don't directly correlate, but what I'm trying to do is focus you on what's most important. That's winning football games. If People somebody tried to tell you try to do that, though, if somebody what? tried to tell you that it was going to cost double or triple to do something that you normally do, you would probably stop doing that. Right. 
The same I, reason. It, what, it, it, it's 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 an ad, it's an added value, and I understand. Like we've never, I wouldn't poo poo on on all the traditions because first of all, because I don't know. Right. Second of all, uh, what we're talking about is a small thing in the grand scope of things. Right. Let's think about the big thing, which is obviously big, better product on the field, more wins. And all that stuff will come back. You know, um, you, you put two winning seasons together, and next year you're able to release balloons. You're not saying, okay, well, I'm not going to do it in 23 because there was a helium shortage in 22. So ultimately, you know, the main focus and what everybody needs to focus on is doing whatever is needed possible and then some to win that first game. Um, there is a – recent release saying Trev says he supports eliminations of divisions in college football. Ooh. And with the Big Ten meetings going on, uh, I would imagine that that is a precursor. That is kind of, uh, let me let me, let me me put this in the universe for folks to have some understanding of what, what could and should happen. Again, we're waiting for the release on the Big Ten Media Day's date, dates, so we know uh, when we can get together uh, and do that and where it'll be. Um, but as it's being discussed, and a couple of ads in the Big Ten whispered yesterday mm-hmm. that they thought that changes were coming uh, to the Big Ten, and that we will know about them pretty quickly. So, as a part of that, and again, this is just it says that um, he supports the elimination of divisions uh, in college football, and he's heard that from similar uh, from other ads in the Big Ten conference. So. Kind of begin to wrap your brain around that as well. How would you? How would you like to see it work in the Big Ten if they eliminated divisions? Would you want to go to something like the ACC was throwing out there with the two permanent teams that you play, and then you switch through four or whatever other? Or would it be like Big Twelve ish where you play not everybody because that's a lot more games? You'll have two but. rivalry games that you have every year. Then you will have a rotation of the other ten. Yeah. But see, I would want to. I would ask, like, what's the advantage of not having divisions? I didn't. Well, well you know because I mean? then you then you don't have instances where you have Ohio State and a five loss team from the Big Ten West playing for the Big Ten title. Instead, you have Ohio State or whoever. Let's just say so Ohio State, State, Penn State, who have two losses playing for the Big Ten title because they're the two best teams in the Big Ten, as opposed to just you know the best team in the Big Ten East and the second-place team in there, like Michigan, with like one loss or two losses because right. they lost to Ohio State going up against an Iowa. That's who all lost great and dandy until, and blah, blah, blah. until Michigan lose, loses two games and Nebraska or Iowa's in there. Well, then Ultimately, you're trying to go Michigan. Ideally, the Big Ten is trying to get Michigan-Ohio State twice. I mean, ideally, but at the same time, you're just trying to get the two best teams. Well, so it always seemed like yeah, but, the, but the conference like, should be. It's the always kind of worked out that way. I mean, they're but they're not really spread equally. I mean, the two best teams in the Big Ten this year was Ohio State and Michigan. But you play a game in regular season. I mean, yeah. that's the point of you play the regular season. Like it's it's it, it, it removes that, and especially if Michigan and Ohio State are going to play every year, which is a part of what they want to install. Is that that would be a part would of would that the take annual... away from the excitement? Michigan and Ohio State twice. Well, no, the, because the when thing, you got Al- remember when you got Alabama, Georgia, LSU twice or Alabama Georgia twice it didn't take away from the excitement. Except, well, the Alabama LSU one did because that one was like nine yeah, to Alabama, six Georgia in didn't. the national title. Yeah. I, I'm my curiosity is what this means for Nebraska, and it could be an easier path for them to get to the Big Ten championship. 
I, I feel like it's the same path. Because, you just got to. Well, gotta, because if you get on a year where you say you're you're always playing, say like just say for instance Iowa and Wisconsin, mm-hmm. right? And then you get a schedule where you're playing against like the Maryland's and Illinois and Purdue and the lower level teams, and then you can say you oddly enough say like Penn State has a down year, you get them at home in Minnesota. Okay, you could roll up in there with one loss, whereas say like Wisconsin has a, a you know they'll play Minnesota and say Iowa, and then say they got Ohio State and Michigan on their round robin type of deal. They're going through a tougher path, so they'll have two or three losses. And you have one, so you'll end up getting there. Then people will be mad because you'll say strength of schedule. Well, so, but I mean, that's going to be a part of the conversation. It's going to be a part of the conversation anyways, but that's just the way it is. Because you're not just going to play Big Ten competition. So it, you're not gonna, everybody's not going to face everybody. Right. And there won't be any fairness of schedule because everybody won't play everybody. Scheduling will be tricky. And, it, it, you know, well, Nebraska kind of going to the alliance kinda, with the Pac-12 and the ACC? Eventually, well, right? Yeah, be, I mean, now, that, now I could see that now where you're doing it, but really, I mean, it's 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 always going to come down to scheduling. And let's be honest, Nebraska, since they've been in the Big Ten, has probably had a tougher road schedule wise than any other team. And you know, in theory, they're getting a little bit of a break this year. You get what I'm saying? As far as uh, you know, schedule and being able to get some, you know, some build some momentum now games still need to be played and all that stuff but when you look at the schedule where we're playing and who we're playing we should you know this is a year that we kind of get a little bit of a reprieve versus you know when we first got into big 10 i mean they definitely were trying to show us the you know through the meat grinder let you know you don't belong um so yeah i mean yeah i mean look i under, they have probably more intel and understanding of why i just would want to know what the what the reasoning behind it but if it's going to create a a more competitive Big Ten branding wise to keep them up there in line with the SEC, SEC, and and if they have an alliance and all that, and don't lose any like of your cachet, you know, I I assume that you're you're trying to do this to where you're creating such a powerful brand of the Big Ten that you possibly can get two teams into that college football playoffs. You get what I'm saying? Versus like, you know, yeah, you had but, Alabama but, but and Georgia, the, in there. but two of your teams are going to take losses right like so imagine Luke michigan going with two losses well now. well okay here's like this say ohio state goes undefeated uh-huh get to the big 10 championship michigan's only loss is ohio state right mm-hmm. so say just say at the end of the day ohio state is two michigan is three going to the big 10 championship mm-hmm. michigan ends up beating they both are like uh what 11 and one or 12 and whatever the 12 yeah. and one mm-hmm. okay then now two gets in there Versus if you don't – if the first loser, which would be Michigan, doesn't get a chance to play that extra but weekend. But this happens – so imagine the, the, the outcry if the Pac-12 has Oregon, who is 12-0, and USC, who is 11-1, and and Pac-12 gets two teams in it, and the SEC only then, gets one. Then, imagine then, the nightmarish – Then you're going to have to go back that to – that would then be – Then <laughs> Then actually, as a college football playoff committee, when you announce that you're going to have a meeting – your result of the meeting isn't going to be we announce we're going to have another meeting. You're actually going to have to announce that we had a meeting and we're actually talking about <laughs> expanding the playoffs, and that's what you want from a fan base because you if you if you're a fan we haven't even talked about the SEC. If you wanted we to haven't get, even right, talked or the about ACC. the SEC, the SEC right. has its own and if you plan get going and if you right get now. to if you want to get to eight teams, that's what you want. You want one year 
One year. And look, the college football playoffs started and all this other stuff started. Nebraska, Michigan. That was it. 97 put all this stuff in. So you need that one year where there's a ton of this talking back and forth, ideas. Pac-12 was like, okay, we finally got two That's teams. how March Madness happened for right. basketball. Number so five, you need it. Number five, Maryland doesn't make the tournament. Did that happen right. with, yeah. with LSU-Alabama rematch at 9-6, and then we got more into the playoff And then all the while, Georgia right. is sitting readily. Right. I, I, you you got to it'll, it'll be it'll be, or It'll be chaos. You need I, one I team from the SEC that's going to be outside looking in, and then you need some of these weaker conferences, whether it's – Big 12 or Pac-12. But then what happens, Honestly, what, just then what happens to Cincinnati? Cincinnati's outside. Just well, if you get eight, then you do get the at-large you get your Then you get, five you get your group of five in. You just need Alabama then, to miss the then, playoff but, once. But, but then Notre Dame is going to stack its schedule, and they will be in it every year because there's nobody right. holding them accountable. And that's where the conversation starts because well, Notre Dame will start playing people, and then they get the breaks beat off them. And that's, no, but, and that's no, but, but you're not going to force Notre Dame to play anybody. Right. Well, but they don't play anybody. See, my thing with that is Notre Dame also doesn't play anybody, but they don't get that held against they play like two or three two two big name teams a year well they and, were and falling just, into the acc and then it became okay let me get into this space but then you recognize the, the risk reward wasn't there so there's no reason for them to go past that cincinnati could have moved to a different to, to a bigger division a bigger no, they conference. are now well kind of well kind of okay. right so the sec and then the ac sitting down sitting down there with florida state and miami just staring at people we will be good again. Yeah, I, I think it's – I mean, I think this is could help expand the playoffs. Um, I wouldn't say create parity in college football, but what get, get, do, some, get, some, get some more – What uh, would that do to Nebraska? I'm just – in my head, this – Nebraska, each year, even with bad talent, they, exp, they had a, the possibility of doing well in the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. You're now falling right dead square in the middle of the pack – and it's crabs in a barrel. Like nothing that's going to happen from this removal of divisions is in immediately helpful to Nebraska. And, but it's I don't think anything get better I, faster. Yeah, and I don't think anything since Nebraska's been in the Big Ten has been to help Nebraska. That's why everybody's mad at Barry, Barry Alvarez because uh, he sold you a bill of goods that obviously didn't come to fruition. Um, so I don't think it does anything in a negative. I think it obviously puts ramps up the pressure and puts you on more of a red alert. But we're already at that right now. You know, winning takes care of everything. If Nebraska starts to be more consistent and more a better product on the field, then you're going to have people outside of, you know, our little kind of like little quadrant talking about Nebraska, and then that's how you get back out there. So that's just the deal. I mean, look at Penn State. They're, Penn State's a, maybe a notch ahead of Nebraska right now as far as like their program. They had one really two good year. You know, like you had it to Bill O'Brien, but, you know, Jane Franklin had that one really good team. Now they're always talked about, it, right? That's mm-hmm. Nebraska needs those one, two, three years, and you're back up there. Then you then you have the branding power with the TV networks and in the Big Ten to where they want to give you the, the the benefit of the doubt. But you can't worry about step three because we haven't got past step one. We have to have a winning season, a respectable winning season. Not, and I'm talking a more than six wins. You know what I mean? Where you're like, okay, Nebraska's on the uptick, and then double down on it, which I mean it again. Then I can come and talk to you about that. But you can't talk about what it does for Nebraska because right now it doesn't really matter because the only thing that's important in Nebraska is handling our business. You handle your business, everything will take care of itself. You can't exp- See, I think sometimes fans or people just in general think coming to the Big Ten and the Big Ten is going to fix it. 
or the schedule is going to fix it. What's going to fix it is doing the work and going out and playing well, being coachable, coaching, team chemistry, all that stuff that we can talk about till the cows come home. Where do you that's the put most important the program thing. now? So remove divisions and tell me where Nebraska as a program is in the Big Ten when it comes to football. As far as well, I think, I mean, just middle of the road. I mean, I mean, I can't. Well, I mean, I. I'd lose credibility saying, oh, we're, we're up there well, with Ohio State. Well, that's right. That's, right. Yeah, I'll just say middle of the road. Right. So, yeah. so I would have no problem, like, ranking them so, right so in the middle. We, what we know about conferences. In the middle, like, I don't mean to cut you off. Say if there's thirds, right? Uh-huh. You know, of, of like, uh-huh. right in the, the middle third. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. We know what we know about conferences in the NCAA and conferences in football is that conferences cater to the upper echelon of, yep, of, for the of, top third from their membership right so as somebody that currently doesn't sit in the in that space you got to go take it you, you got to go take it but you better have pay attention to, to, to how business is being done oh sure now i'm not saying you, you, don't, you don't pay, pay attention, attention right and don't be involved in the conversations but the yeah. biggest thing to get you can you can you're you're at the table listening to the conversation mm-hmm. maybe getting asked a question they're probably not taking your input very seriously because you're not that but you're still like everybody's at the table so the best thing you can do is use the eyes open your ears take notes x y and z because the perfect example is up there in east lansing with michigan michigan state excuse me and michigan mm-hmm. well michigan's kind of always been there they're blue blood in the big 10 but michigan state right they were written so, off so, so the blue bloods so, so the current upper echelon would be ohio state michigan wisconsin penn state is that fair yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah guys that get, teams that they get catered to. Right. So pay attention to what those four do. To what right. those four's reaction to this thing is. Right. And if they're celebrating, and how and how they kind of maneuver around it. Right. Because that that's I'm just saying Nebraska fans wrap your head around this because business is about to change, mm-hmm. and you better pay attention to it because you're going to be angry real soon if things don't go the right way. All right. But the best way to do is control the controllable, and that's right, how you play it, and so that's, we'll, that's how you do things. We'll go to break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about Dublin because it just, again, with all the business that's being done. Guinness. This business, I'm trying to Give figure out. Give me that out, Guinness. Is this good business? That's what I want to know. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.